Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. So episode 108. Uh, as always, a nice Tuesday evening, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time in the fantastic state of Texas. At least that's where we are and where we record from in our fantastic little office slash studio. I was about to say Udio. Like started with office and end with studio and I was like, Udio, that sounds retarded. But, um, you know, it, whatever. It's getting cold outside, which is kind of nuts. You guys can hear my voice is a little raspy these days. Um, I think things have just uh, been a little hectic, if you will. I think it was Monday morning at 3.30 p.m. No, a.m. was when we pulled in from our, uh, our 21 drive hour back from Vegas which was uh, pretty intense. Obviously, once we talk, we're going to have Kyle Redman on a little bit later. And uh, I'll, I'll do as, as much talking about Vegas as, as I guess I'm allowed to once he's on because we'll be talking a lot about the Enduro Cross and stuff like that. But our first guest is going to be Corey Buttrick, so it's going to be really cool to hear from him and just kind of see what's been going on in his life. Um, you know, We've got new deals coming out for 2014 that's going to be awesome to hear about and uh, to hear get his side of that too, like a lot of the stuff that he went because there were rumors about different brands and things like that. So I hopefully we can get a lot of the testing and things like that that he went through to know why he chose what he chose. So we're going to find out stuff like that. So seat time, for those of you who have absolutely no idea what you're watching, this is the online show for the off-road enthusiast. We sit down, we drink some beer, and we bench right through the racers out there and other people in the industry that want to just talk about all the stuff that's been going on in the off-road world. Um, we are brought to you by Fly Racing. They are a very, very big supporter of Sea Time. We would definitely appreciate it if you go check them out at flyracing.com. Um, of course, and uh, Power Sport Graphics. And um, who's our third? Fast Company, because it's Tuesday. It's the third week in the month. It's going to be Fast Company. We, as well, just got done doing the Friends of Fast Ride. Uh, one of the main reasons, uh, besides the Enduro Cross, that we head out to Vegas. Man, we got so much good stuff to say about those guys. So PowerSport Graphics, you can find them at RidePG.com. And, of course, Fast Company, you can find them at FastCO.com. Uh, key in a little bit later for a discount that I have coming to you guys. It's a little Christmas special. So it'll be a good time for everybody. Um, let's see. Other housekeeping quick notes is that we do still have some of our quote T-shirts. You can buy those at SeatTime.BigCartel.com. Uh, best thing out there is that you say, you know what, I kind of enjoy this. I really I really dig what you guys do. Please support us. That's uh, that's kind of what keeps this going um, is the support from you guys. So we really, really, really appreciate that. All right. So now that I've I've wasted a good four minutes of everybody's evening, Mr. Corey <laughs> Buttrick, how is your evening going, kind sir? Uh, it's good. Just uh, hanging out. Really uh, haven't got to do much yet tonight. Just laying low watching TV. Yeah, you know, once you knock back that 12-pack, then it's just time to relax, right? Buddy, you can just chill mode now. You just ride right <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly uh, getting too too high flute in this evening. It's funny that you asked me, you know, hey, is that a 40? It's not. What it, it probably looks like it's just poking over the head there. This is uh, what? what's that? <laughs> it does. It looks big. It's uh, by, So uh, I just, you know, drank a lot of ciders and stuff now, and Woodchuck has started putting out what they're calling their cellar series. So it's a little bit... I don't know if it's actually better, more crafted, you know, but maybe they just sell it for more money and it's the same old stuff. But it tastes pretty good. It's a little bit better than some of the sweeter stuff that's out there, a little bit drier. So that's what I'm uh, partaking in this evening. That and a little bit of water, as you can tell. My throat's not feeling that great. You got to you gotta keep it up. You know, hey, 
If you don't hydrate, you dihydrate, right? I don't know. That sounded dumb. We'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well uh, King Cobra probably gets you a little bit more. What's that? The King Cobra probably gets you a little bit more street cred. That's true. That or some steel reserve. King King Cobra Dog Forty. Yeah, yeah. I think Steel, <laughs> yeah, steel Reserves the know. good stuff. Steel Reserves <laughs> when I drink when I'm getting crazy. That or Mickey's. I think Mickey's is the way Attaboy. to go sometimes. <laughs> so, Mr. Corey Buttrick, it's been a long time since we've had you on the show, as we discussed just a little bit ago. And then, of course, uh, we've got, you know, we were talking about having your jersey on the wall. It's still dirty. It says Thor and KTM on it. That's nowhere near the case anymore. So just take us back a little bit and kind of talk us through what you've been going through in life and, and kind of what you've been up to. Yeah, um, well, I guess really last time I was on the show was um, right after I won the, uh, the National Enduro, you know, in the semi-upper in beginning of 2012. And then, uh, yeah, it wasn't long after that that uh, things, you know, went downhill just a bit for me um, after getting hurt. Um, pretty well made a successful comeback. I was um, pretty much ready to get rolling again, and uh, I got hurt again basically this time last year in a Charles event in Kentucky. And um, completely, uh, you know, re redid everything to the knee, and then I uh, didn't get released again this year until around September. So just been... A very very long process, and uh, but also a very good learning process as well, you know. And um, but hopefully you can just take everything that we've that we've been through and you know make it for the better. Hopefully, uh, not do that again, getting hurt. Yeah, and I, I did. I remember reading your your kind of blog update. Um, it sounded like that you know that you had been released from the doctor. The doctor was okay to go. You had doing been doing some trials competitions and stuff like that. When yeah. when you landed on you know kind of came off of that log as you mentioned in your report was it just it just kind of landed weird and it, though it was strong it just wasn't strong enough to support kind of that fall at this at that point yeah and it was just it just a really bad deal all the way around you know because I mean I guess obviously I didn't ever think I would get hurt you know or else I wouldn't have been doing it you know but and again right. that's uh, but with with everything that we do you know it's the competition and and getting better you know is what drives us and. But yeah, and I just when I, when I wanted to come off the wall, you know, I realized that I was like, well, hell, I was, you know, stuck on the frame. I was like, I'm going to jump off, you know, I don't want the bike to hit me. And then uh, I even had on the brace, you know, my knee, you know, that the doctor made. And um, it was just bad luck, you know, I don't really know how it happened. But yeah, obviously it wasn't strong enough to support itself. But I mean, I guess it's just how it goes, you know, nothing we can do now. Yeah. Well, it's a... Uh... It, it's definitely unfortunate. It's, it's and I know a lot of people have been kind of like speculative. You see, we didn't. You, you did kind of just fall off the the, the radar, um, the yeah. map, if you will. And, and I understand, but it seems like you just it, in those situations, you just kind of have to step back, and get everything right, and make sure that you can come back swinging at a hundred, hundred and ten percent. So do you feel that you've done that though? That you've kind of stepped back enough and trained yourself enough and gotten yourself strong enough that you can come back uh, at a professional pace? Well, yeah, and then this time, you know, I certainly didn't have any uh, any other options because, um, I mean, I, I definitely can't afford to, t you know, do this stuff with my knee again, you know, because I don't think there's too many doctors, you know, that would operate it on again, let alone, you know, me getting hurt and coming back and having a ride ever again, you know, I mean, because, I mean, I'm lucky to be getting the support I'm getting, you know, this year coming back just because, yeah, it's it's out of sight, out of mind, you know, and, and it's one of those things, it's, just, it's, it's, it's tough to do, you know, when you're not racing and stuff, to, to go around and talk to people and go to the races, you know. It's not a, not a fun thing to do, you know. Right. <clears throat> Certainly. I, yeah, I do. It, it was tough. Uh, a lot of people, uh, I, I finally started going to races again, I guess you could say about the past month, month and a half, because I had my shoulder surgery in April. 
And everybody was just like, holy crap, you know. I mean, I'd still kept up with seat time doing this, going to a couple different events and such. But, man, it was like people, I guess, just, you know, you don't see me at a local race. You don't see me at all kind of a thing. Everybody just thought I had fallen off the map. But I was just just doing my thing, getting healthy. So I can understand that it feels like that for people like me trying to figure out, where's Corey Buttrick? I don't see him anymore. But being that we live on other sides of the country, it kind of almost makes sense. So. I should just. Yeah. I, I'd have to do a better job of calling you and just being like, "What's up? What are we doing?" Yeah, I was so pissed the other day when you texted me. I would. I was literally trying to tell you about the bad luck I've been having, and I ain't kidding. I hit that piece of scrap metal on the road, and it spun around, hit and hit the driver's side door on my truck, and just left a big old dent. And I thought, man, man, this this is perfect. <laughs> Don't text and drive. No. Yeah. <laughs> the moral of the story. Right. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So, from reading the press release, you're going to be on Amer- you're going to be riding for American Beta, um, and immediately I go, okay, well, is this a GNCC or an enduro thing? But then if you kind of read further into it, you go, okay, it seems like it's a full on enduro um, yep. deal that you're going to have with select GNCCs. Um, yep. How did this deal come about? Because there were rumors of you being on Sherco while we were in Vegas. People were talking about. There were, there were people in blue clothing that thought you might be riding Sherco, and then we found out a day or two later that the, the beta release came out. So just kind of take us through a little bit of how you're testing and the bikes you were going on and how you came to the decision that you were able to come to. Um, with the Sherco stuff, I mean, I, uh, I kind of looked into that deal um, a good bit earlier on. Like I, I got the um, 304-stroke Sherco uh, much earlier this year, you know, just by uh, being friends with Clay Stuckey, you know, and he was willing to help out and step up because uh, it was looking as if I could be heading that route, you know, going with the Air Group and uh, and Sherco, you know, with Clay. And um, so anyway, I just got to ride that bike a good bit, and, and here we were, you know, slowly, just like now, you know, it's almost December, and we just kept inching closer, inching closer. And I was also talking with a few other people, you know, but mainly just just trying to, obviously, just like anybody else, trying to get the best deal you can, you know, and also just give yourself the best opportunity you can to win. I mean, that's, that's really all you can do here, you know, now, and especially we're trying to make a comeback. And so, uh, but everything, and believe me, same with, you know, Clay and the boys with Sherco and Air Group. There was nothing wrong there. I mean, it wasn't those guys. It was just the beta stuff. It it really came up quickly. You know, just a few weeks ago, I really started talking to those guys. And, and once we, we started, you know, getting stuff worked out, I realized how quickly we could make this happen. And knowing that I can have bikes now, like, man, it just seemed like a simple decision just because it's time to roll. You know, I was really, really ready just to ride and just <clears throat> not to be waiting around any longer, you know? Yeah, for sure. It, just, um, it was one of those decisions that had to be made, you know? And, and like I said, it was nothing against those guys. No one did me wrong, and and it was bad, you know? It's just, just how it goes, you know? Yes. So um, you mentioned something about the Air Group and Sherco. Is do you know if that's a given that they're going to be Sherco bikes for sure, or because I the last thing I remembered is that they might be Sherco or might be still Husky. Do you know if they went with Sherco? I have no idea. I mean, I think they were still sorting all that stuff out, but um, I, I really couldn't tell you. Okay. But um, obviously extremely excited about the beta deal, though. I mean, because uh, I went and rode the bike just a few weeks ago, and and after riding it, you know, I knew right away that that you could win on the bike, and then that really, really pumped me up because I was, you know, just just to have that feeling again, you know, of confidence, but also uh, it looks like um, and and the GNCC talk, you know, just recently started kind of big time, you know, as far as uh, 
we're going to go ahead and get some 450s and test them, you know, and if everything, you know, goes well, then then we'll take it to a couple races to see how things go, but for sure just focusing on Duros for right now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great deal. You know, guys like Brad Bakken, uh, Nick Ferringer, you know, I mean, those guys have been doing a great job with, with a very centralized kind of focus in on the Enduros. Um, it's definitely yep. something you can make a living at. It, it's obviously tougher in those situations, but as people like to say, the quote-unquote economy is getting better, um, and I think we're starting to see guys like Air Group that are these kind of We'll just call them satellite teams for what they, you know, for yeah. kind of working off of the satellite or the Supercross type of uh, setup. Um, but they're able to, to find a way to make money and to prof, prof, profit a little bit, I would imagine, on this and put back into a sport that they love. Um, yeah. So it's good because it helps guys like you that, you know, I think, in, man, if it had been two or three years ago, if you would have been in the situation you were in trying to come back, it would have, you would have been completely, I think, on your own dime. Um, or maybe been better because everybody had money. Yeah, that would have been right before shit hit the bed. So, <laughs> no, but, I agree. Yeah. But, um, so, focusing on enduros, obviously you've done, like you said, last time we talked was right after you won a national enduro. So you obviously know how to race national enduros, but you're a very, very competent GNCC racer as well. Um, yep. Do you feel like, how do you take what you know, what you've done, all the training that you have, how do you take that and then focus it solely on national enduros? What do you change up from what you would do typically if you were just training for GNCCs? <laughs> Um, well, for me, it becomes a little bit more complicated because um, I'm I'm one of the people that really switches back and forth between bikes. You know, I, I really don't want to take a two-stroke to a GNCC, and I really don't want to take a four-stroke to an Enduro. Now, you know, I'm kind of set in my ways, you know, as far as wanting to be on a 300 or 252 stroke for the Enduros and then, you know, a 450 for a GNCC because now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a little kid, you know. I can make a 450 go pretty good, you know. I'm big enough to ride a 450 now. Right. But, um... It's just uh, really for me. I think the enduros almost always came easier. You know, I mean, just because uh, I don't know, just it, because when you you can focus on yourself just a little bit more. You know, as far as just flowing and just kind of getting into a rhythm, and then able to hammer down. When the GNCCs, sometimes you just gotta be cutthroat and really just um, yeah, you just drop the hammer the full time. You know, and just try to get to the front. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of strategy with it, but obviously the GNCCs take a lot more prep and as far as uh, training time and stuff as well, you know, where the Enduros, man, it's a lot easier to go really fast for 30 minutes, but that's certainly not the case, you know, why we chose to do in, you know, Enduros only, but no, it's, but the Enduros sure are a lot of fun though. <laughs> yes, I, that's definitely where I grew up and that's kind of the, the, the realm that I live in more so than the cross-country races. I'll, I will definitely go out and race a cross-country race. But I yeah. by no means am going to be trying to be going for a whole shot or throwing elbows with anybody. I'm kind of like, I will fight your dust. And if then if I can catch you after the fact, you know, we can hang out and ride in the woods together. That's kind of how <laughs> I race cross country races, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I want to know. I rode the 300, uh, the Circo 300i at the Oklahoma National Enduro. Clay was out there, and I got to take a demo ride, and he let me race it the next day. I thoroughly enjoyed that bike. Now, I know, you're, you're, I know you're, you're with Beta. What did you think of that bike? It's, it's something that they're trying to push a little bit more in the States. Um, yep. You know, David Knight's going to be riding it in the Super Enduro Series over in the States. He was just in, in the States riding it in Vegas. Well, what are your thoughts on that bike? No, I thought it was a good bike. You know, uh, first impressions, obviously, it turned really, really well. Um, you know, from the factory, it comes with a very short wheelbase. So any bike like that obviously turns good. But, um for a quicker rider, to me, the the stock suspension settings were a bit soft. But for enduro stuff, I mean, they were probably fine. Most of the places I had it were on faster tracks, you know. I mean, stuff that I typically you know practice a bit more. But um, I mean, it's one of those deals. Like, I mean, for 
for what I do and what I was doing on it, I could have used a little bit more motor. You know, that was just the only difference where if it, um, if it was the 302 stroke, you know, it would have been fine. But to me, just the 304 stroke was a little bit slow as far as for doing what I wanted to do sometimes. But no, it was a great bike. I definitely think it was built well. You know, just looking at it, I think um, a lot of good ideas went into the bike, though. And I mean, and there's no reason why you could win on the bike. I certainly believe that, you know. Yeah. I, I think what totally blew my mind is I knew it had an electric start. But I did not know it didn't have a Kickstarter. I just yeah. so used to my bike, my KTM <laughs> 300 XC, where you go, oh, you got an electric start. But if for some strange reason you're, you know, just freaking out and not thinking and just go to pull out the Kickstarter, you just kick it. You just go. Well, I tried to do that when I was on the 300, and I literally just like put my hand down there and I burned my finger because I literally went until I touched the exhaust pipe, and I was hey. like, what the? And I like looked down. And then we're halfway into the race. It's not like this is, you know, nine o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. So I didn't. It just. It, it, that's when it dawned on me. I was like, this bike doesn't even have a Kickstarter. Like you just don't even think to not look for a kick. You know. So it was. It was very, very crazy. Man, and that's all well, good. That's great. I'm also not the most intelligent person in the world, and come eight o'clock in the morning, you know, whatever. I'm barely with it as is. So. Oh, you so. We, we have talked with Cody Webb. We've seen Cody Webb do phenomenal things lately on his 300 that he's been riding to two-stroke in the Endurocross series. So that's a bike that you're going to be riding um, for the National Enduro Series. Now, excuse me, how close is your setup to his setup in the sense of uh, is, is it the same kind of factory setup or are you just signed with an American Beta and you get your bikes a different way and different kinds of uh, managers than he has. No, I believe um, essentially me and Cody Webb are really teammates. You know, okay. it's the same deal. You know, with American Beta, and um, essentially everything's going to be the same. You know, Alan Stillwell will be doing our suspension, and um, it really sounds as if everything's going to be set up the same, which is good. And obviously, you know what Cody's been doing is working. And uh, but Cody's also certainly a very good rider. You know, extremely talented, and I mean that's what he's good at right there. You know, I mean, but. Uh, and obviously the bike seems to be working really, really well for him. And, um, and I think the same thing. I mean, I think the bike's great. Like I, there's, I don't believe there's any excuse why you shouldn't be able to win on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's definitely a winning capable machine. Um, I, I myself have kind of started working a little bit with Alan Stillwell to try to see just, I've never done the full blown suspension setup before. So him and I have been going back and forth. Um, now you obviously have had, that kind of a, a situation before where you've, you've definitely had a lot of feedback back and forth with your factory mechanics, probably even semi-factory mechanics, maybe even mom and pop type of mechanics that have worked on a lot of your equipment. Um, so going to this, you know, kind of having been off the bench for a while and going back into this, do you think that you're going to kind of have to relearn how to be able to give that feedback and, and work with a team manager and, and your mechanic and things like that? Um, you know, the funny thing is, is, as I've been saying that a good bit recently, I, I truly believe that uh, being off the bike, I've, I've learned a lot more being off it than I ever learned being on the bike. And and recently, I've realized that's just being able to to translate what's happening, you know, whether that's on the trail or what the bike's doing. But I um I, I guess I just pay attention a lot more now, you know. As far as um, I think I'll be able to give a lot better feedback when before I always just did it and just went fast yeah. and. And all the time when we would test, they'd be like, "Oh, well, did you notice a difference?" And I'd be like, uh, "No, but I went faster at that time." You know, I mean, I would. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I can't say I was the best at it, but now I feel like I'll have a little bit better idea as far as to give feedback and also uh, what to expect. You know, just um, being more aware. You know, how to relate what's going on. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's I think it's from from the little bit of feedback that we've gotten from Cody and from a couple other beta riders um, that Stillwell, if nothing else, definitely knows how to make the suspension that comes stock with them if you're riding the Marzokis work better. It, it seems I don't know if the, if you're going to be riding specifically with the Marzokis or not, but I know that that they are much more happy now uh, <clears throat> than they were earlier on in the year when they first received the bikes. So yeah, in my mind and my bike as well, we'll have Marzokis up front, which will be good. Right. Uh, do you know if you're going to have the Fox rear shock? Yep. Oh. Yep, that's the game plan. So I think that's so awesome. Yeah, I think it felt it's, it's felt good so far. So I'm excited, and, and yeah, and we'll get to test with Alan very soon, which will be fun, and uh, just another way to keep making progress. You know, keep moving forward. Absolutely. So what is what does the rest of your deal look like then for this? Because are you able to then find your own gear company, kind of helmet company? Are you still piecing all of that together, or what you have signed with is is I guess more of an all encompassing kind of kind of deal? No, and that's the uh, that's one of the beauties, you know, of the deal is. Um, is I really found uh, with with KTM, that's kind of how everything always was. You know, everything was always bundled together and this and that. So uh, it's been really nice to go out and talk to people and, and decide what gear I want to wear. And also, um, you know, it can be beneficial to me as well, you know, with making contingencies and bonuses, you know, for race wins and stuff for wearing different gear and helmets. So, uh, no, I've been very, very excited about it, though. So now I'll get the choose. So that'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. Well... I mean, you know, as you can tell by by how good I look most of the time when I ride my dirt bike and my fly racing gear, that you should like definitely. Just behind you. What's that? You got a lot of jerseys behind you. I, I think do. You know. Well, you know, it, see, this is the thing: is it's, I've got so many people that are my best friend. No, actually, I beg and plead for these people to send me these jerseys, and guys like yourself who give in eventually, who more yeah. than likely just don't want to stop getting the text messages. Sign the damn things and send them on their way, and that's how I get this fantastically little fun wall of stuff, which goes up. It's just that we don't have a movable camera, so we can't show it. But, um, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, so Fly Racing is a huge sponsor of Seat Time. Um, you know, maybe we could get them to, to get you. You could get a Fly Racing deal, and we could get a little Seat Time, you know, iron-ons put on there. Yeah, dude, that's fine. Believe me, if you talk to them boys and they decided to help me out... <laughs> <laughs> or just support the program, buddy. I wouldn't care if I ran a seat time butt patch the next five years. I could care less. Boom. As long as I'm getting some product and, and I can race my dirt bike, buddy, I could care less. Seat time on your bum. I'm in. There's there's probably better places to put seat time, but hey, you know what? Co- co- <laughs> co- it makes sense. Ass in the worst. <laughs> I'm okay with it. So... The one thing I did notice too is, as you were talking about, is from the press releases that for the 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 few GNCs you plan on doing, you will be doing the 450, um, four yep. stroke. So yeah, this is a bike that has been in the states for a little bit longer, but it's it's still kind of been developed and things like that. Have you had a chance to to, to really ride on that 450 much? I honestly haven't rode a 450 yet, but um, I'm I'm very excited about it just because um, nowadays I'm such a big fan of the 450 power, you know okay. and and knowing where you can use it to your advantage, and um, and that's certainly something that I would like to do. So, you know, no matter what the case is with the bike, I believe it's going to be good, and, and I and I believe you know either way we should be able to make it work. And um, so that's kind of the game plan for now. But then again, I mean, there's also just a couple of GNCCs that I wouldn't mind taking a two-stroke still. I mean, there's probably only one or two, but I mean, where I would still take you know like maybe a 300 to XC1 class, you know, right? Just maybe like the the one the Mammoth in Kentucky, you know. Just because we're, I mean, 
obviously if it wasn't muddy like it was this year yeah. but like it's years ago where it was at, where's the dry rocks you know where i was like well that bike definitely would have been better today but so we'll just have to wait and see yeah for sure well cool man we're super excited we're glad we got a chance to talk to you i did have one yeah. question from the chat room um it's from our, our buddy zach huberty who's always question friendly and i very much appreciate that he's like cool. so what's the goal this year championship where do you see yourself like he's obviously very direct <laughs> Uh, that's good. That's that's the way to be. Um, I, I certainly believe we can win a championship. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm. That's what I'm aiming for. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be putting this effort into it or wasting anybody's time for any other reason. You know, unless we thought that we were going to win, and and I have full intentions of winning this year. I mean, those sands are butts. Nice. That's why, that's why I have a job this year. You know. Hell yeah. Well, we're gonna find out. I guess what is it? Uh, first race is early, early March. Yeah, March second, I believe. March second, and then you guys will be. In Texas in late March, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be the second. Is it? Oh, it's the second round this year because it was the yeah. third this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll be at your house. I don't know a couple weeks before then, so we can stay and ride. Yeah, sounds good to me. I'll tell the wife, the new baby, that'll be here by then at that point. And uh, now that's what sucks. If you guys would have been here, like, if you guys would have been here this year, you guys would have had a guest bedroom. You would have had an extra garage, all this stuff. Now. What's wrong? couch is anyone staying there oh no we got a co- i got this couch yeah we, i'll take that one we got a whole nother couch absolutely you guys are more than welcome anytime what's cool is we're super close to cole kirkpatrick we got brian story so cole kirkpatrick just lives down the road he's fast you can go ride with him we got brian yeah. story's property down the highway you can go play around there and if you really want to go find some crazy shit you can go about two two hours east and you can practice a crap ton of rocks now if you nah. really, yeah but if you're coming for Concho, I would practice rocks because yeah, it's, a, it? it's an interesting, interesting property. It's very rocky, very shaly rock, though. Um, yeah. Quick elevation changes, but not steep. Like, quick, steep elevation changes, but not long. Um, so it's it's huh. a challenging, challenging place. It, it's more challenging than you would think going, especially since you're kind of going towards West Texas. Yeah, You wouldn't yeah. think that it's, uh, it is what it is, but... Well, thank you for that insight. I do appreciate it. Hey, when you win, yeah. See times got all the answers. Call them. Oh, talk to them on the internet. <laughs> dig it, dig it. Well, cool, dude. We really appreciate you taking the time. Make sure you tell everybody right now where they can find you online, on Twitter, social, all that kinds of stuff, so they can get in touch with you. I do appreciate it, man. Thank you again, Brian. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, dude. What's your website again? It's Corey Butcher one twenty one. Well, actually, but. I mean, I wouldn't go to it because uh, it was Corey Butcher Racing. Besides, I gave you the wrong one, but uh, it hasn't been updated since then. It's got some big changes coming soon, so uh, I'll probably have a new one coming out uh, very soon. It'll be Corey Butcher Racing One Twenty One. Forgot about it. We'll check it out. We'll make sure to keep everybody updated. Oh my God! One more time. It's CoreyButcherRacing dot com. <laughs> Sorry. Hey. <laughs> I understand, man. Too much water, people start to get funny in the head. They just can't think straight. <laughs> the bad part is I wish I was drinking. Then I have a good excuse. <laughs> Don't worry, man. Welcome to my world. It's it's quite unfortunate. It just is what it is. I'm 34 now, and that happens to me on a very regular basis. So Yeah, I'm 22. It sucks. Yeah, it shouldn't be happening to you yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good night. Heck yeah, man. Thanks again. Take it easy. Thanks, Brian. Peace. All right, so that was wrapping up with Corey Buttrick. It sounds like he's going to have a fantastic 2014. You can tell he's very motivated, super ready to go ride, and he sounds very confident. It sounds like he's got it in the bag. Uh, 
So we'll see how it all kinds of comes together for him. I think it's going to be interesting when he finds out what the championship, you know, what it what it really takes uh, to get out there and do it. Not that I don't think he can. It's just to note there's a dynamic that has changed in the past couple years since he's been out there. So hopefully he can get out there, swing hard with the big boys, and may and hit a couple home runs. Um, so as we kind of transition over to Kyle Redmond, I definitely want to say thank you very much to Fly Racing. Uh, I will get in touch with our buddy Dale Spangler and tell them, hey, Corey Buttrick is looking for a gear deal. He would like to set something up. But if you're if you're out there and you're racing and you're riding and getting ready for the cold weather and you're going, oh, man, you're like me. Your fingers get super cold. You don't have fun when they're cold. You need to go to flyracing.com, uh, fly check out their website, and you can find the new title gloves that they've come out with. They have a, a long cuff or a short cuff, if depending on how much snow you're going to be riding in. And, of course, they're extremely built for cold weather in the sense that they've got uh, their waterproof, windproof, and still breathable. And they actually have a non-insulated palm, so that way you can get good grip. But the the back is insulated, so that way, um, as you're riding kind of into the wind, it helps keep, you know, your hands just that much more warm. And, of course, they have a neat little pre-curved design, so that way it fits a little bit better. And a thumb stretch panel. I like the thumb stretch panel because I do like this, and then I wipe my nose and get the snot off my face. Um, yeah, that's pretty much why I use it the best. I'm still looking forward to somebody putting some uh, some little little snot rags, essentially, in the thumb like they do for mountain bike stuff. And I keep telling all my friends at Fly to please do this, to do it and do it and do it all the time on every pair of gloves. But they don't, so maybe one day they'll figure it out. Please go check out Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com is the website. They are a huge supporter, and we really, really appreciate them with their support. So, Stephen, how are we going? What's getting set up over there? Um, trying to get him connected here, but we're still not. All this is, is I can call the phone. But... All right, click on the click on the the right. Uh, maybe the button. Hit the plus. See what happens with the button. Click the video. Maybe see what happens. I don't know. So we're trying to get set up and see what's going on. Oh, man. So what's going to be fun, though, is once we get Kyle Redman on, we're going to be able to talk a lot about what went on this past weekend in Vegas. Now, obviously, with Vegas, you're not supposed to talk about Vegas a lot, but we're going to talk about Vegas a lot anyway, at least the stuff that we know that we can talk about. So we'll see how that goes. So, Kyle, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Nice. Well, I don't know what happened. We don't have your video. What'd you do, Steven? You pushed the wrong button. Probably. Yeah, it was just a phone call. <sighs> yeah. For whatever reason, it still says we don't have... Oh, oh. there I am. Hey. There I am. And look at that. We didn't even have to tell you to use headphones, and you used headphones. That's fantastic. You're much smarter at this than I am. <laughs> I've seen it done before. <laughs> you talked to Corey Grafunder, I can understand, because that's what he does, yeah. and I appreciate it very much. So... As I was just saying, there's a lot of stuff we could say about Vegas from this past weekend. Obviously, since it's Vegas, there's some stuff we probably should not mention. And uh, when I start to talk about that stuff, you just shut me up, okay? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have any dirt on you. Don't worry. I got dirt on other people, so it's much more fun that way. Um, So, Mr. Kyle Redman, you have been uh, competing in the Enduro Cross Series for a couple years now. This year, it's and you've also you've been on a couple different teams, a couple different manufacturers, things like that. It seems that you have a nice, fun little home now on the RPM FMF KTM team. Um, When did all that come together for you? Has that just been something new for 2013? Uh, Well, actually, um, I'm not really riding for them here in America, but we're doing the European thing, so that's a 
that's really good over there. Pretty excited about it. Um, you know, it's KTM's a good bike to be on. So, you know, anytime you're, you're on a KTM, you have the, the option to choose so many different models, and you know, for all the different types of racing and stuff, it's, it's kind of a you know good place to be. Yeah. So, what's the difference then? So, when you're here in the states, what team are you riding on? Versus the the RPM team that you didn't ride for, I guess, is that over in Liverpool or like for the Super Enduros? Yeah, the Super Enduros over there. Um, I mean, it's basically the same. It's just the same bike. And, uh, you know, here I'm just a complete privateer right now. Um, just bought a bike and, you know, kind of doing it that way. It's, you know, it's kind of a cool sport. You don't really need much help and you can be on the podium. You know, it's it's not like any other, any other sport. So, uh you know, a stock bike can, can actually get you anywhere in this sport, I think. So, you know, me and my dad just decided to do our own thing, you know, lately. And, you know, we bought a 250SX and put a 300 kit on it. And, uh, you know, I got my suspension dialed in, which, you know, that's that's pretty important. You know, it's still well performance. And, uh, you know, it's been going good. Been digging the bike. Yeah, basically it's the same bike in Europe. You know, just differences like PDS and, uh, you know, that's the no linkage thing that they have over there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And is that is that tough for you to come back and forth between the linkage KTM versus the, the PDS KTM? No, it's kind of you know you get used to it real quick. It's not that much of a difference. I'm not you know I'm not too uh, it, I'm not too humped on it, but I'm kind of I like it when you're in different situations. You know, it doesn't react the same, but. When you're like in logs and rocks, you know, you don't have that linkage hanging up, which I really like. And, uh, but I'd say like jumping stuff, it's kind of a little sketchy sometimes, with, you know. But, you know, my bike wasn't really dialed in yet because it didn't ride it too much. Right. So as the season goes on over in Europe, I think we're all going to get, you know, better and, and more used to, uh, to what we're riding. For sure. Um, so on your, KTM 250SX that you have here for in the states is that a bike? Do you did you get the linkage guard on there that the with the Stillwell Fastway perf, uh, performance guard that they have? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you gotta get that on there. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, I caught. I have a 2013 300XC, and I remember the first time I caught that bitch on a log, and it just about threw me over the handlebars. I was like, this yeah. sucks. What the like? Ooh, and I kept seeing guys over and over and over again do it. And uh, finally, I found that guy online, and I called him up, and I was like, "Hey, I just want to tell you, this is the best product ever. Thank you, and I want two of them. <laughs> like, send them my way. I want a backup just in case I get extra stupid and need it." <laughs> yeah, they're definitely worth it. You yeah. really need them. I agree. Well, dude, so you had a great weekend in Vegas. I mean, I was there. I got to see you kick ass in the hot laps where you took you took the fastest hot lap going in. You know, that was going to the qualifiers. Is that correct? Yeah, it was you know, just after. Uh, yeah, just after practice, you know, we do the the hot lap just to seat us into the heat races, and uh, you know, yeah, it came together, had a good good fast time. I was really happy with that. You know, I felt really good all day. I was, you know, fastest also in practice, like both of them, and you know, that's, you know, I haven't really done that yet, so it, it really meant a lot, you know, for confidence wise, and you know, building on something for next year. Absolutely. Absolutely, and then of course third place on the day in Vegas in the finale. Um, do, are you liking the new format that they did this year, where they have essentially two two types of hot laps? They have the hot laps to seed you into your heats, and then they have, they have the hot laps that allow you to pick your gate pick. 
excuse me for the finale uh you know i think it's good because i think the fans dig it and you know it doesn't really matter what i think you know about you know you know sometimes you get screwed by it sometimes you do better i mean all the writers can complain about stuff like that and you know really just if the fans like it you know that's that's biggest importance is that we're you know entertaining and I think it's a really entertaining part to have in the middle of the night so you know I think we should stick with it and I'm pretty sure we are for next year um yeah I mean I've been screwed by it this year and it's helped me this year so yeah whatever yeah gotta deal with it <laughs> I, I I do agree I completely agree I love it I think it was awesome um this is the first one I was able to make this year um unfortunately I actually really enjoy going to the Enduro Cross events uh i think the racing is is bar none just just it's the most bar bugging bar banging action you can find um and it doesn't even need to be on like a five foot wide course it's just that with all the technicality and the ability for just about anyone to make a mistake um there's just so many chances for people to be guys for guys to be right next to each other just ready to you know try to make a pass and try to make stuff happen it's so intense um and you did really really well this past weekend uh what did you think about when Cody Webb came up the inside of you and Corey and like wheelied up into that almost illegal, not illegal, it was legal, but like into that very, yeah, very, that very awkwardly tight line, uh, in the water pit there. Uh, well, that was Jeff Aaron actually leading the entire beginning of the race. And, uh, I was, you know, I was right on him the whole time. And, you know, Jeff, he's, you know, he was going really good. Like, he was riding so good the rest of the track. And that one section there, he wasn't jumping into the water. So, you know, it was kind of messing messing me up a little bit. But, uh, you know, I wasn't going fast enough the rest of the track to pass him. So, you know, I kind of knew Cody was there. And I was like, you know, I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I was just following Jeff, you know, rolling the section. Cody just carried a lot more speed into it, and I guess he had a creative line there that I wish I found because <laughs> he passes both. So, yeah, I mean, it was pretty awesome. I, I don't really know exactly what he did because I didn't, I didn't see him, but all I know is he was in front of both of us all of a sudden. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. I listened. Uh, he was on the Paul Pimek show last night, which I was actually – that was going to be another question I was going to talk to you a little bit later about. Um, but him being on the Paul Pimek show last night, I listened to it a little bit today, and um, – he, mm-hmm. he was talking about his pass, and he was like, oh, yeah, I saw it on YouTube. And I was like, what? So I go, YouTube. <laughs> I went straight to YouTube. It was Cody Webb, like Enduro Cross Vegas Pass. And bam, there it is right there on YouTube. I posted it up on the Seat Time Facebook page today. And he literally just yeah. took the left, like going into the water pit, just went to y'all's left. And then like right yeah. as he's going over the log, instead of like lifting up his front wheel and like laying it straight down, he lifted it up and just let it like laid it over to the side right on the right of that weird rock bit that they had built, which essentially was the legal versus non-legal side and just yeah. and like right there and just dipped over, like dipped in. I think at that, I guess at that point on Jeff Aaron, but you're right. Very creative. Like, and Very, it sounded yeah. like he didn't even know that line existed until he was like, shit, I'm going into this water hole on the left side of them, and I don't know where I'm going from here. And it was like, I need to get creative. And he got very creative. So it's stuff like that. It, it seemed like that water hole, just like you guys just splashed water out of it all night. And by the end of it, I think Mike, when Mike Brown even crashed, he probably hit more concrete than he even did water. In situations like that, does yeah. it even seem like the obstacle's worth it at that point? That Should they build them different so that they last longer? 
Yeah, you know, that one, we don't get that that often, but uh, so I'm trying to get comfortable here. Hey, no worries, man. Just holding hold my phone out for me. Uh, yeah, they don't build them that way that often. I mean, the, I think the reason that the concrete kind of broke through and we were sliding around, it, you know, I think it went down to the the real concrete, which is, you know, polished or whatever, you know, because I could see some tarp showing up through the through the water, some blue tarp. So I think it just broke through. But, you know, the reason is because we were going so high into it. And then when we landed, we were on the brakes because we had a left turn right away. So, you know, it doesn't, it's never really happened. I've never seen the track, like, break through the, the water obstacle before. So <laughs> I think it was just that, you know, that different of, a, of an obstacle. But I thought it was a cool little jump i mean it was it went high and you know you landed and had to make a left turn it was like kind of technical so yeah i mean it was smart what you made, guys were doing yeah if they just you know made it a little thicker it would have been fine you know i think brown kind of got screwed by it just not you know because you can't see through the muddy water you don't know what's under there and it's like hey you hit a slick spot you know yeah kind of kind of sucked but it's a, it's one of the old eight, the age old saying rubbing's racing, but at this point you don't really realize that you're rubbing polished concrete. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd rather be rubbing elbows opposed to polished concrete. And we see and it's funny too because you don't see it happen that often, but even in Supercross sometimes you'll see the, the plywood start to show through that they use. And you can totally tell when those guys are getting in there, all of a sudden their traction breaks. And it's obviously it's something they try to, to plan for that not to happen. They, they, but in this situation, yeah, it's probably they've been, you know, they build these guys, they, these these concrete setups in a day uh, for you guys. Yeah. And it's just sometimes, you know, I mean, it's just, they just have to, they'll, they'll know better next time to make them extra thick because you guys are going to jump anything you can to save time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm, well, I wanted to know what you thought about your season this year in the Enduro Crosses. I was looking at a lot of your, your, uh, you know the way that you finished and you did really good always in the top 10 it looked like mm -hmm. you were 8th 666 7th 7th and then 3rd um yeah so kind of how do you feel about your season uh you know my season you know i i don't really know i kind of kind of blew it a lot i think in the mains i think i was really good like throughout the day you know i i fought out of every heat race i don't think i went to one lcq all year you know and, uh, yeah, I think just a lot of the main events, I just kind of didn't get the good start and, you know, kind of came from behind a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really you know, not happy about it, but, you know, I got to just keep going and keep learning from it. I mean, I ended on a positive. So, yeah, I mean, what am I going to do? Can't keep looking backwards. No, yeah. I, I think you're right to think keep looking forward, but I think it's at least one of those things maybe – to look back and to, to know maybe to, to find what you might have done wrong. Not to not to like, you know, sculls yourself in that sense, but to say if there is yeah. a, if there's something that, that sticks out to know like, okay, that that's a path I don't want to uh, I don't want to, to veer down anymore in that sense. Uh, Cody Webb says yeah, he's yeah. been doing a lot a lot of motocross. Is how does that is that something that you know that that works into your training regiment and stuff like that? Because he says he wasn't aggressive enough. Well he's looked really damn aggressive lately. So yeah, he's definitely, you know, been riding really aggressive and, you know, I've, I've ridden motocross a lot, but you know, this year it's kind of, kind of weird. I haven't done too much of it. And, uh, you know, last year I was doing motocross and kind of got hurt and then, you know, had a different opinion about it, but you know, I, knew, I really need to start doing it again and, you know, get my aggression up. That's for sure. I mean, it's, 
you know, the riding side of it, I know I'm fine. I know I can ride over anything, but the racing side is, you know, really what I need to work on. And, you know, it's, it's also, you know, a mental thing, you know, going into the rounds, you got to be confident, you got to be, be ready. And, you know, there's a lot of other stuff, a lot of, you know, little things I was, you know, unhappy about this year that, you know, may have affected me that now it doesn't matter. And I wish I just, you know, got over it, but, you know, whatever, just, I just got to move forward and think about next year. And yeah, you know, yeah, Cody Webb, you know, he's a good example. Got the, got the aggression there and got, you know, got the motocross down. I mean, I've, I've known him his whole career of, you know, dirt bikes. You know, I was there like, I think the first time he rode a dirt bike, he was on like some <laughs> crazy Sherco 450. And yeah, it was pretty funny, but you know, he's really, he's really stepped up. So, you know, he's a good guy to, got to look at. Yeah. Um, do you think with Endurocross that it's more of just being able to not just ride more versatile terrain, but to be able to think more versatilely, uh, in a more versatile fashion? Because it seems like, like I could say, sure, I'm going to go out and, and ride motocross and try to be more aggressive, but I don't think that just riding, like, I guess that's the way I think about it. I think racing motocross might make you more aggressive. But I think just riding motocross or making making sure that you get in all those different types of riding in in your practice is what makes you more versatile. And I'm just trying to make sure that I understand like what you guys think you need to be doing in that sense to be more versatile in endurocross rider. And I, I don't and not being a professional, I don't get out and race motocross. I don't go out and race you know all these different types of events that you guys do. So I'm just trying to figure out what you guys think really uh, might work best, or is maybe maybe it's per rider. Yeah. I think every rider is different. Okay. You know? Definitely. It's some riders come from motocross, you know, like Brown. And, you know, yeah. I don't think he needs to be, I don't think he needs to be, you know, I mean, it helps. It definitely helps. You know, he's some sharp and everything, but, you know, he should probably be riding trials or whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't know him, but. Let's not get him on a trials yeah. bike. We don't need him to get any better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, personally, I, uh, I like to ride trials and, you know, I came from, I didn't come from racing at all. You know, I came from just riding dirt bikes. I didn't come from any kind of competition on a bike. And, you know, I started racing kind of late. And I think for me, you know, racing is the best thing I could be doing. And I definitely got a lot of races in this year. And I could have done more. But then, you know, there's also that I only had, like, a little bit of stuff, a little bit of money, a little bit of bikes, you know, a little bit of parts. And, you know, there's a fine line there, which which I I need to make it to the races that are important, and I uh, can't be blown through all my stuff. So yeah, you know, next year I'm hoping that I can find you know more just more help in general, so I can like just focus on bettering you know where I where I suck at. You know, it's like it's not about it's it's actually comes down to like having an extra bike, you know, instead of one bike and having some extra tires, extra parts, you know, the money to drive to the different races or whatever. I mean, it's, it's difficult. So, yeah, you know, some riders have, you know, a lot bigger programs. So, you know, it's just me and my dad pretty much right now. Yeah. Well, it's definitely tough. And, you know, doing the whole privateer thing, as you said, it obviously, it sounds like it is more, it's a little bit easier for you doing this as like enduro cross wise, but yeah, if you were to get into some of the other programs, it would be a little bit more difficult. Um, tell us about when you went to Liverpool for round one of the super enduro over there, how that, 
How does that program over there relate to what we know? What we know in the states is enduro cross. Um, no, it's it's pretty similar. It was a, I think it was kind of a weird first round. Everybody was kind of saying it didn't really resemble their normal tracks, but it was actually really tight and really technical. Kind of like you know we don't see over here as much. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm I'm interested to see how Poland is as the next round. Because it sounds like it'll be more like one of our tracks. Cool. But uh, it looked from the helmet cams and such like that. It looked narrow as all get out. I mean, it looks. Yeah. It looked like it was they really had narrow. More guys on the line and way more narrow. <laughs> yeah, it was narrow. It had just a lot of stuff, like a lot of obstacles. And the biggest thing that I found was the dirt was really weird. It's like it was like spongy and it had huge ruts. Like every obstacle had a big rut and. It got down to the concrete in a lot of spots. So, I mean, that was like the complete opposite of Vegas. Vegas was like blue groove, dry. You know, they were watering a little bit, but it was like making it worse, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have to ask, um, you probably didn't, but did you by any chance see any of the practice sessions for the amateurs at the Enduro Cross on Friday? Uh, No, actually, I didn't make it there until like 8 on Friday. I was actually like super sick, like throwing up all day Friday, and I was like not even sure if I was gonna be able to drive there. <laughs> Ugh. Well, if you'd have stopped so. by the Alligator Bar Friday night, you definitely would have seen me soaking up my wounds there at the bar Friday night from my very shitty showing during practice first. at the Enduro Cross. Um, pra- oh my gosh! So Is that I was your first I, time. Uh, actually, it's not. It, what's 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 funny enough. As I used to do the series when it still came uh, east, um, I guess more central, when it was in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Uh, the three times oh, yeah, I've yeah. been here, I'd done it up here. Loved it. I always had a great time doing it and never had a problem making a lap, ever. Ever had, never had a problem making a lap. Like, racing it? Sure, that was tough as shit. I never raced. It was always the gate dropped, I went, I rode, I crashed, I got up. and You know what I mean? That's that's how I roast the amateur, the amateur class. But it was fun. I loved it. So I was like, cool, I'll go do that in Vegas. I have no aspirations of trying to kick ass or whatever. Like, I didn't even have aspirations to make in the night show. But motherfucker, yeah. I couldn't make one fucking lap. I mean, like, <laughs> I made three quarters of a lap the first practice, and they kicked me off after the rocks. And then I made half a lap on the second practice, and that was like, I'm done. I went to the bar and yeah. got a counted croke, and I started drinking at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Cause it was, I was, sh- I was freaking gnarly. Like, well, don't, don't feel too bad. The tracks have really gotten different <laughs> since got three Oklahoma. That was also one of the faster, easier tracks. But yeah, I mean, you've probably never ridden one of those matrixes or you know stuff like that. Those are kind of new. The woodpile thing's new. Oh, that woodpile turn was a B team. I mean, if you guys, they haven't posted any of the video footage yet, so if you guys weren't there live and you didn't get a chance to watch it on durocross.com when they did the live webcast, you probably haven't seen it yet. And the, the first turn had, ha- like, what, half to three-quarters of the field piled up in that wood turn. I mean, it was everybody's yeah. bike was butt-raping each other. I think there was, yeah, was the, one bike was completely revved out. It was just, like, on the rev limiter. You thought something was going to blow up at any point in time. David Knight and Taddy Blazuziak look like they're having a fist fight, but it's actually... David Knight trying to help up Tad Bazuziak and his bike, but it's just the way they were going at it. You couldn't tell what was going on. I mean, it was just, really? a, it was chaotic. It was insane. Um, you know, after that, I didn't really, what's that? 
I didn't really see. I, I didn't really see any of that. I was like, you were in the midst. I think of I. It. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I. I think I went around the outside of that and somehow came out like second or third or something. Well, you were the smart person. <laughs> I don't know. Being... I guess. I guess I got pretty lucky not to follow Taddy into there. Dude, it was. It was. Yeah, it was it, nuts. Right? Uh, yeah, it was either him or Brownie because it was like. Yeah, I think it was because it was like Knight's on the super inside, then Taddy who was on top of him, or maybe vice versa, because I think it was Knight's bike had fallen on top of Taddy because Taddy had caused a wreck, and then Brown had fallen on top of Knight. So it was like, Brown, oh, it was just like, and all three of them are like right up against that log right on the outside of that, that turn, you know, the the tire. Yeah. So it was like, guys like you who could go way out to the outside were the ones that got lucky on that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was, yeah. it was chaotic. But that's the kind of stuff that, I mean, Nobody got hurt. It's good rubbing racing kind of stuff because any of that stuff can happen because those guys can go in there. Because I was talking to Brown about it. I was like, how do you ride this stuff? So I mean, you just go in and you just keep momentum and you hope that you hit that stuff just right to where it doesn't throw you off the bike. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, this is coming from the top professional. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think it's good, though, to have that kind of a track. See how exciting it was? You know, oh, absolutely. Some of the races have been, you know, whole shot lead every lap and then it's kind of boring i think you know when they have the tracks too easy yeah so no. that was one of the that was probably the most exciting race ever you know i i mean i could just hear the crowd going crazy i've never heard that before as much so yeah there was there was all kinds of just just good rubbins racing all over the place guys making little mistakes within caused kind of like you know bumping and rubbing and then you know got to make quick decisions and quick you know quick uh quick bike bike placements and stuff like that. So, no, it was really, really yeah. good. I wish I could have been sitting in the stands. I was down there taking pictures, which, of course, we posted on the website soon. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome, 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 awesome. Well, cool. Kyle, I know we don't know to keep you too, too long. So, dude, where can people find you um, socially or any of that kind of stuff, websites, Twitter handles, all that jazz, in case they want to uh, give you a follow if they're not already? Uh, yeah, i got an Instagram. It's uh, kyleredman777. And I got Facebook. You can just type in my name. And I got a Twitter. I don't really use it too much, though. Hey. But that's okay. I don't even think I know my handle for Twitter. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that's all right. I, uh, so, but, but P.S., for anybody out there that does randomly message him on Facebook, make sure you say who you are. And don't just uh, ask him randomly what his plans are for the evening because he might get a little weirded out. Just saying. Yeah. I don't do that. Not that it's happened or anything like that. But in case you just want to make sure it doesn't, don't. That's the way you should handle it. Well, dude, uh, any last thoughts on any of the stuff that you've got going on? Anything coming up or anything like that? Uh, yeah, well, you know, i got a poll coming up. Everybody check that out. It's uh, in a couple weeks. Sweet. That'll be Are they going to have a live exciting. broadcast or anything, or is it just going to be all after the fact we get to watch? Uh, I think it's on after the fact. Okay. I, I don't know. If hey. It's on in America. Right. But, you know... <laughs> Keep tabs. I'll I'll be posting some photos and whatnot, and and uh, I'm also going going to hang out with Johnny Walker uh, the week before and doing some riding. Uh oh. So there's some some cool stuff out there in England to ride, and I'll be posting some photos from that too. So if you wanna you know check it out, follow my Instagram and I'll show you guys what's up. Show, what's up show us England? how to have a good Poland. time. <laughs> <laughs> Dig I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'd love to ride with Johnny Walker and go to Poland. I don't know if I'd like to do the Super Enduro in Poland, but I'd at least like to go to Poland. So I'm going to follow you on Instagram so that way I can feel like I'm at least part of the crew. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> He's like, good. damn it. I don't want that guy around me anymore. All right, Kyle, we really appreciate you being on Seat Time. I know it was kind of last minute, so thank you very much. Tell Ivan Ramirez yeah. we said hi um, as well. Tell him that we're going to have him on the show soon because uh, we definitely right. want to talk Love to him because he's awesome. Yeah, he's out there playing some Grand Theft Auto right now. So. All right, go kick his butt then. <laughs> All right. <talk laughs> Take it easy, Kyle. Thanks again, dude. All right, see you guys later. Later. All right, so as we wrap up with Mr. Kyle Redman, uh, definitely want to say thank you to some of our other sponsors out there. I think it's awesome. Uh, Kyle Redman has not had a chance to be on the show before. Uh, and, of course, with just last-minute shenanigans going on with people not getting back to us who said they would, um, I, I got in touch with Kyle very quickly. Uh, he's very, very uh, nice about being able to come on the show. Um, energetic guest, love that kind of stuff. So I definitely thank him for doing that. Um I'd like to say thank you very much to uh, Powersport Graphics. Uh, RidePG.com is the website where you can find them. For being a sponsor of Seed Time, graphics, stickers, random bits of any kind of awesome that you would like to look for graphically, they can do it for you. I've even asked them about stickers for my car. They can do stickers for my car. Um, so you definitely need to make sure if you don't see it on the website, you can call and ask them, and they're going to have all kinds of fun stuff for you. Um, so, of course, as you can see, we have our discount code, which is just Seat Time which is going to save you a certain percentage off of anything that you buy on their website. Um, better yet, right now, they do have their Black Friday specials going on, so you can use the discount code TAKE20, T-A-K-E-20, uh, just the two numbers, two, two zero. Uh, it's going to shave you, um, I think it's 20% off of uh, things in their Black Friday uh, specials that are going on. But you can go to their website, ridepg.com. They do have a nice little area on the website, uh, all their little deals. I believe the last one is that you can click on and see all the Black Friday stuff that they have going on. They always have really great deals, uh, just like the ready-to-ship option where you can save up to 40% uh, using that. Uh, but, of course, we personally would love it if any time that you talk to them, you email them, um, you tweet them, tell them that you heard about us on Seat Time and tell them thank you uh, for being a fantastic sponsor because we love having them here. So they're fantastic. Uh, so, it's been episode uh, 108. Uh, what kind of stuff have we covered? So, we talked with Corey Buttrick about his new ride for 2014 being with American Beta. Obviously, he's going to be doing a lot more Enduros, I think, than he has done in the past, uh, nationally anyway. Uh, maybe some GNCCs if he can get there. Um, if they can get that 450 going the way I want to get there. And um, so, but it, it's good. I, Corey Buttrick is a great rider, great racer, great dude. Um, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that it goes well for him. Um, it, it's it's, it's going to be a waiting game. We're going to have to see what that first race has in store. Um, we've got guys like Charlie Mullins who are just on fire, kicking butt. Stuart Baylor Jr. is getting healthy again. Nick Farringer has got a, been having a great program, been building and growing. Mike Lafferty's in his 20th year of racing for KTM. I mean, that guy's going to have so much fire underneath his butt, it's going to be ridiculous. So lots and lots of competitors out there for him uh, for him to compete with. So it'll be a testament to see if he can come out on top. I hope he does. Of course, we just got done talking with Kyle Redman. Uh, Kyle Redman, awesome endurocross racer. Um, got to meet him this past weekend in Vegas. Um, he didn't remember me, but hey, that's okay. When you're in Vegas, it's okay if you don't remember a couple of things. Um, but of course, obviously, he, he's a little he's a little soft spoken. But you know, uh, as they say, I have the gift of gab, so I can kind of pull a little bit out of anything. And uh, he's always fun to talk to. Um, our trip to Vegas was fantastic. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. Uh, but before I do, I want to say thank you very much to our third sponsor um, is Fast Company. Now, you probably heard of Fast Company, but you may not have heard it through Fast Company. What you've probably heard of is their Flex Bars. What you can see on the screen right now is they have their Christmas special going on where you can save $50 um, off of your order up until December 31st. 
this is a fantastic, fantastic way to get in on the deal. Now, of course, I'm not going to say there's anything specific, but if you were happen to call them up and be like, hey, I was listening to the Seat Time episode. They said that you guys had some Seat Time deals going on. I'm pretty sure that we could come up with something for you guys. So if you were to do that, obviously you could probably even save a little bit more money. But so obviously from November 15th through December 31st, save $50 off of any of the Flex Bars. Flex Bars is one of those situations. Maybe you have too much arm pump, you get ham numbness, you have wrist and elbow or shoulder pain, any kind of tendonitis or carpal tunnel. I promise you these are not just made for that, but they help tremendously with it. And the thing is, is one of those things that these also help prevent any of these kinds of situations happening. So you might be a younger rider where you don't have any wrist or shoulder or elbow problems now. You can start running these and I promise you it will easily add 10 years to your career because of the fact that you will not go through the vibrations um, that you would go through with any form of other stock um, non-dampened handlebar. So definitely thank those guys for their support. Please go check them out at fastco.com. That's F-A-S-S-T-C-O. Dot com. So Vegas this past weekend, I have to say, it's typically obviously we like to keep the show at about an hour, but man, I can tell you right now, this this past weekend was awesome. So we left at, we did our Kirk Caselli show. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on the website and on Stitcher and iTunes. We did our Kirk Caselli show celebrating the life of that man. Uh, God bless him and definitely ride in peace um, on last Tuesday. And we packed up the van and everything and I was like, well, we were going to leave at 6 a.m., it was like 11, 11.30. I was like, why don't we just leave now? Everybody's like, yeah, okay. So we just all took quick showers just because we knew we'd be in the car all day. Uh, and we left at 12 a.m. We drove about five hours, but an hour outside of Amarillo. And uh, we're getting gas. And James James has just happened to uh, do a walk around in the car. And he's like, holy shit. I was like, what? It shows me. We had a hub bearing go out on the trailer. So the, the hub bearing on the trailer is completely blown out. I mean, it's just disintegrated. It does not exist. Like, What? So I'm like, well, it's five o'clock in the morning. We ain't gonna, we're not gonna find anything here in the middle of nowhere, an hour from Amarillo, for shoot, minimum nine o'clock. I was like, we can push it and drive an hour to Amarillo, maybe an hour and a half if we drive slow and just like kind of nurse it. Uh, but we could find something because by that point things are gonna be starting to open it up. We could probably get something going on. So what we do is we drive to Amarillo. Nothing open till seven. Go get some breakfast. Go over. Hey, there's this trailer place across town. Okay, cool. Well, we go over to this trailer place where I can tell you this was definitely a sketchy part of town. The guy was really scary looking, uh, but everybody was super nice. They even had a shop dog that I swore I thought was going to bite my testicles off. It was very, very, very intimidating uh, dog. James did post a picture of him if you want to go find that on his Facebook page, which is fun for everybody. Uh, the dog was super nice. It's just super intimidating before you got to know him. Um, but what we did is we left our trailer with them and we we're like, Hey, we're going to be back on Sunday. We're going to come pick it up. We're going to rent a U-Haul. So we rented a U-Haul and drove that U-Haul the rest of the shoot. I don't even know. 20, no, 18, 18, 17 hours, uh, to Washington, Utah. We made it to hurricane Utah, got a hotel, woke up Thursday morning and did the fast ride. So the friends of fast ride, we went out to meet up with the guys at fast company, uh, Cole and Chris and all their crew. And they took us out on some of the most epic trail I've ever ridden. I've ridden in quite a few epic places, them being Colorado, Idaho City, a couple places on the East Coast. And this is definitely in the top five. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. So we had guys like David Knight was out there. Uh, Corey Grafunder was out there. Um, we had Toby Price showed up, Mike Brown. Um, so we had, so not only is there awesome crash footage that I have on my helmet cam that will be coming out later of myself crashing, but there's awesome riding footage of other guys doing some fantastic stuff that we'll have. Um, it, was, it was super spectacular. It was this like slick rock kind of stuff, so tons of traction. It did rain a little, but hey, um, 
we had so much fun. The terrain was so cool. Uh, it, was just, it was fantastic. They fed us lunch, totally catered. Um, and then we rode a lot of epic single track on the way back. Oh my gosh, it was so badass. So if I wanted to tell you though how bad I wrecked my bike. So when I wrecked my bike the first time, I went over the handlebars and tweaked the bars. But I was like, oh shit, I bit the handlebars. Well, I couldn't get them to straighten out. So I was like, man, I bit my handlebars bad. I loosened the forks and kind of got the fork straightened out. The problem was is the bolt that actually holds on the handlebar clamp to the top of the triple clamp is what bent. It bent in there just like, so once I kind of got that straightened out, my bars were a little bit better. Then, being an idiot, trying to follow Mike Brown around, I clank my pipe on something. Well, it knocks my pipe out of the cylinder uh, so bad that when it tries to come back in, it slams it back in because of the springs, the tension. It slams it back in sideways. So my bike now sounds like a CR500 from 1986. Um, it was just ridiculous, man. It was like all kinds of... And then, oh my gosh, we get going back. And it starts raining like a biatch. I mean, like crazy. So, and me, I just had like one jersey. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like freezing. I'm a small, small person. Uh, but hey, man, it was still fantastic. I got back. I was so tired. I mean, like so tired. But of course, then I had to go to the shop. I had to pay retail, which it happens, for a brand new pipe and uh, a new rear tube. Because I did. I got a rear flat as well. Um, so that was fun. Did all that to get ready for the Enduro Cross, which I did a three quarters of a lap in the first practice and half a lap on the second practice. And then I drank all of their Crown and Coke. I think I drank all of it. Like that bar was done. Uh, yeah. So then it was. Then we did practice. James Jeff O'Leary did awesome. Tiffany Vardell was there. She did. She was our kind of pit crew coordinator, mama, if you will. It was a lot of fun. We hold hung out with uh, Veronica and uh, Nolan. Uh, Vanessa, Vanessa and Nolan, they were awesome, awesome, awesome people. It was a lot of fun meeting them and hanging out with them. Sarah Whitmore and Phil Smodgy, they were cool. We got to uh, pit and hang out with them. It was a great time. Um, from there, uh, it was like, hey, look, there's a bar. Let's drink at it. So that was then it was 4.45 in the morning. And James and I just so happened to be the only two people left at the bar. So we decided to go to sleep. So we go to sleep. We wake up. Well, I wake up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I try to stand up, and I fall back down. But it was like not like... I fall back down like something hurts. I just fall back down because I'm like all out of sorts. I'm like, man, what's going on? And I realize I don't have a headache. So I try to start walking to the bathroom again. And I'm like, man, I think I'm still drunk. I was still drunk. So I woke up. And instead of getting breakfast, because by this point it's lunchtime, I was like, well, let's go get some lunch. So we went to Friday's. And I was like, you know what? I was like, the best cure for this hangover is more alcohol. So I just got a Bloody Mary. And I just kept the party going. Um, and actually, so I, I drank till I drank for like... I don't know, 12 hours straight from Friday to Saturday afternoon, and I didn't have a hangover. I just didn't have, as most, I don't know, Vegas makes you do weird stuff. Why not? And then, of course, we go to do the finals. Epic, epic racing. Um, it's, it's, it's a shame that the finale for Endurocross next year will not be in Vegas. Um, it's only going to be there for the opener. So definitely, if you want to go, if anything I've said makes you think that you should be there, be there. It is so much fun. Uh, hopefully, the Friends of Fast Ride happens again. I don't think they're going to move it into March, though, before Endurocross. Then it'll probably be something like a two-day going on. Uh, same time. Excuse me. Same time next year as it's going on right now. Um, but, yeah, so we did the whole Endurocross thing. Everybody raced. Cody Webb did fantastic. Teddy Blazuzak won the championship. Mike Brown was disappointed but fell over in the water pit anyway. Um, so we go to the Alligator Bar, which everybody talked. You know, this is the bar, same bar we were at last night. We go to the Alligator Bar, but this is like the night because everybody's done racing. Stuff goes off the charts. As I said, it's Vegas. I'm not going to tell you what, who was doing what, but 
If you want to know, go next year because holy shit, that's like bam, like that is some. You see a lot of people doing a lot of stuff, which is pretty awesome. Just having fun, man. Just being who they are and having a good time. This is what you should do. And then, uh, of course, we made the long 21-hour drive home. So we left. We drank at the bar until 3.30 a.m. Sunday morning. We walked to our hotel room. Tiffany did not drink, by the way. It was just James and I drinking. We walked to our hotel room. And by that 4 a.m., we're in the car leaving. James and I pass out. Tiffany drives us home. At some point, James takes over. Sometimes I take over. And then we just kind of swap it on out. We got home at like 3, 3, 3.30 a.m. Monday morning, Texas time. So it's like 21 hours in the car. Or 21 hours of drive time, whatever you want to call it. Um, badass trip. Don't want to be in the car at all anymore. Like I, I called in. A, I didn't call in a sick uh, I didn't call in to work sick on Monday, but I did call him and be like, I'm working from the house. I've had four hours of sleep. I feel like a zombie. Ugh. Today I went in just because I knew I wanted to get out of the house. Tomorrow I don't want to go. I just don't want to drive anymore. Driving sucks. I don't know how you guys do it who do it all the time. It's ridiculous. You're more of a man than I am. If you're a woman, you're more of a woman than I am. I pride you for it because it's... Ugh. But yeah, so that's what's going on. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, for those of you who would like to uh, to help out Seat Time, remember we do have a lot of Seat Time merchandise for sale. Uh, we sell all that on our Big Cartel website. So seattime.bigcartel.com is where you can find that. Uh, specifically, we have the new quote shirt. We still have some of the pint glasses, the Beer Olympics ones, and then uh, some of the koozies. So please go do that. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime is where we're at there. If you're on Twitter, it's twitter.com slash seattime underscore co. Um, if you happen to be on, what's next? Instagram. Instagram. Man, I write this stuff. You think I'd know. If you follow us on Instagram, it's just regular old seat time. And then YouTube, of course, our user channel is seat time co. Um, yeah, the URL for the site where all this stuff is archived is seat time.co. We really appreciate it, man. I had a ton of fun tonight talking to Corey Buttrick and, of course, Kyle Redman. Uh, Corey Buttrick's been on the show before. Kyle Redman is not. Definitely, I want to have Kyle, Kyle on again. Nothing else. I want to bring some energy to that kid. Get him amped up a little bit, you know. He's a good guy. Don't get me wrong. But we'll just bring a little bit of energy to his program. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I think so. What do you think, Steven? Yeah. Did I miss anything? No, I think think that's about it. All right. Well, hey. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you so much for paying attention and being here on Seat Time. It's been a great time. I love this kind of stuff. Had so much fun on this trip. Thank you to all the sponsors and to all of our friends that helped make it happen. We really, really appreciate your support. We'll see you next Tuesday. This has been Seat Time. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. We'll see you next Tuesday. Peace.